recorded live. And it's time for another edition of Phillies Talk. It's the Phillies Talk podcast, talking each week about the Philadelphia Phillies in an unofficial podcast. My name is Rich Baxter. And I'm Jim. And how you doing, Jimmy? We're uh, barreling down here, uh, getting ready for another winter storm, but spring training's getting ready to start up. Yeah, it seems like uh, it, it's going to be minus. I was just telling you, it's going to be minus one tonight. I said, whoa. So, but, uh, yeah, I can't wait till baseball starts, Rich. And, uh, you know, some of the cards have started, but uh, I can't wait. And, uh, you know, I'm there like, oh, please, show some show some baseball, anything, you know. But uh, it's going to be an interesting um, season, Rich. I, I think that the Phillies haven't really done anything. Except they made it, they signed um, a pitcher that used to pitch for the Dodgers, uh, Chad Billingsley. Yeah. And uh, what do you know about him, Rich? Well, Billingsley was the Dodgers' ace just a few years ago, and uh, some injuries uh, crept up on him. He's sat out the 2014 season, so uh, it's going to be a fresh start for him, and hopefully the Phillies will get the best end of this. Um, news has it, Jimmy. I don't know if you heard this latest news, but just up to the wire here before spring training starts, the Red Sox are still trying to acquire Cole Hamill. So the Phillies obviously bringing in a couple pitchers uh, in the offseason. Nothing to write home about, but uh, I, I think they're anticipating maybe moving Cole Hamill's uh, at some point. What about the Jonathan Papelbon thing to the Brewers? Is that still in the works? No, I, I'm pretty sure that's been squashed. Um, the trade was not equitable, so the Phillies did not move Jonathan right. Papelbon. Well, I just hope if they trade Cole Hamels to the Red Sox, Ruben Amaro, the greatest general manager ever lived, doesn't take, oh, well, we'll take a player to be named later, or two prospects. No, you get half the ball club from Cole Hamels, because uh, otherwise you don't trade him. That's the way I feel about it. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, this guy's known for that. Oh, we'll take a prospect on him. We'll give you the guy, and we'll we'll get some 45-year-old catcher off your roster at the end of the year. And uh, that's why I hope they don't trade him. Yeah, well, we'll have to see uh, in regards to Cole Hamels if there is a trade made for him with the Red Sox. Who will they acquire? I mean, Boston's trying to go from worst to first in a bad way. And, uh, of course, they've been buried with snow. All winter oh, long. <laughs> got yeah, about, they, what, three feet of snow on the ground Jones. out there? Excuse me? I say they got about three feet of snow on the ground in yeah, Boston? Yeah, my sister said, I talked to my sister last night. She lives outside Boston. They've had uh, 81 and a half inches of snow, and they're expecting another 13 today. Wow. So they got uh, 70 mile an hour winds. Yeah. So, they don't know where to put it, Rich. Yeah, kind of... Uh, corresponds with our weather here, though not that bad. We're still uh, undergoing some blizzard-like wind in this area, and as you told me at the start of the show, we're looking for uh, maybe up to a foot of snow here as spring training starts down in Florida. So it's going to be interesting, Jimmy. Uh, But uh, that's probably the biggest story of the week so far is Cole Hamill's back in the news. Uh, Philly still owe him $96 million over the next four seasons. And he did go 9-9 nine and nine with a great 2.46 ERA in 2014. But the, the Red Sox uh, supposedly are unwilling to trade their top 
prospects for him. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Well, you're telling me this, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what, he gives up a lot of home runs. What's he going to do at Fenway? Sheesh. That's, uh, you know, that that's a tough pitcher's park, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. So it'll be up to Cole Hamels probably to see. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind the challenge of uh, going on a contending team here. And it's just a shame what happened to the Phillies uh, this offseason. A few uh, media outlets, uh, namely Ken Rosenthal, had said how poorly the Phillies uh, transacted during this off season. Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, we expected a you and I expected a lot of uh, a lot of moves, and uh, <laughs> they didn't have anything. Yeah, it, it's not a rebuilding uh, mode yet. Even though uh, Pat Gillick, the newly named president of the Phillies, have said that it's going to take patience. Well, you know, we've had some patience for a couple of years now. <laughs> You know, yeah. the patients well, if they want, the If they're not rebuilding, I mean, what, what what the heck do they call what happened the last three years, you know? I mean, uh, the, the one year that we were five, they were 500. That was, okay, that was to me a disappointment. That I, I'll, let, I'll let that one slide. If they had come backwards and, you know, had some good years, okay, you have bad, everybody has a bad year. But it, it seems like, you're right, it's getting worse and worse and worse and what have they been doing the last two years? Trying to trying to rebuild from the rebuilding they did, you know. It's uh, and the fans see they must think the the fans are stupid. I mean, uh, you know, the Philly fans know what's going on. Right. Yeah. They they're not as stupid as management would think. Uh, although you know, it's to their benefit to keep saying you know have patience. The Phillies are going to rebuild. Uh, stay with us. You know. They okay. They're going to rebuild, but. Mm-hmm. Look what Washington did. I mean, Washington said they were rebuilding. Look what they did. They got the best pitching staff in baseball. Yeah, they want to keep uh, the faith with the fan club and the fans that are buying the tickets, obviously. Uh-huh. But uh, not well, going to be easy. Phillies overspent five years ago. I'm sorry I'm cutting you off. but Phillies overspent five years ago when they gave Howard all that money and, and everything and it, it, it's coming back to bite them now because they can't get rid of any of these guys. Cliff Lee, Cole Hamels, Ryan Howard. Uh, you know, here's a guy, Ryan Howard, that nobody wants. I mean, he's, he's, he's my opinion, he's done. They're paying him all this money, and, uh, you know, he, uh, nobody wants. He could have gone to the Mariners, but the Mariners wanted the Phillies to pay you know, half his salary, and they fully said no, so they squashed the deal. He could have gone to the Mariners, but I don't know. It's just, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yes, it is. Well, we'll have to see what happens as spring starts up for the Phillies, but uh, so far there was an interesting uh, release of the Pocota ratings in baseball, and that's, of course, some sabermetric stuff, the calculations on how different players are supposed to be playing this year, uh, computer-generated stats on how many RBIs, runs, and things uh-huh. that they'll score. And actually, those ratings have the Phillies finishing dead last uh, in the whole league, in the whole <laughs> National League. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Phillies can overcome that. They signed, um, 
Dominic Brown and Ben Revere for one year. Now, do you think either one of them is in a rebuilding process or uh, in a rebuilding plan, Rich, or do you think they just did it for this year? I mean, you know, what, what's the purpose of signing those guys? Ben, uh, Dominic Brown maybe, but Ben Revere, I think, is a good ball player. Why do they only sign him for one year? Well, it was a one-year deal with Ben Revere, uh, $4.1 million. Uh, it, they need somebody out there in center field. No, uh, but I mean, why only one year? Why did you know, why they only sign him for one? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, that's the thing. I think possibly the Phillies are on a on a plane of not knowing exactly what they want to do yet, which directions they want to go with. They've preferred these one-year deals because they're in a total rebuilding process soon. Uh, uh-huh. They've already moved Jimmy Rollins, uh, and it won't be long till you see a team step up for Ryan Howard. I know he hasn't uh, exactly mm-hmm. looked like the guy that he was in 2006 and 2007, but uh, American League teams need a deep ball threat, a home run threat. Right, a, right. What DH, about Chase so. Is he gonna is he gonna die with the Phillies or is he gonna go? Do you think? Well, Utley's been with the Phillies now at probably one of the longest, including uh, Ryan Howard. But uh, it, it, he had a rebirth in the last year or two, Jimmy. As we remember, just a few short years ago, we thought his career was over with the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I could barely throw the ball to first base on target, um, and his knees were very damaged, but somehow he made a dramatic turn and had a pretty good year last year. So it was yes. a, yeah. Yeah, a real good year last year, yes. So, so it was a well, flashback of the old Chase Utley, so that, that's why the Phillies are staying with him. Right. Um, they, I don't know. They, It's just some of the moves they make are questionable at best. I mean, Rich, their starting five is... Is Cole Hamels, Cliff Lee, um, and then they got Aaron Harang, Todd Billingsley, and and uh, Mr. Williams, and uh, I can't even think of his first name. But anyway, but um, Jerome, huh? Jerome, yeah, yeah. But uh, and uh, they they have um, you know it's not a bad pitching staff, but in that division, it's a weak pitching staff. Mm-hmm. You know, so of the five, I think the two that are going to be be there at the end of the year are probably going to be Harang and uh, Billingsley, and I think they'll be gone at the end of the year because I think they're only going to get, they only signed for one year. So it's conceivable that the Phillies could have you know get rid of their whole pitching staff this year, Rich. Yeah, it's quite possible. The Phillies uh, in a, a state of movement, so to speak, uh, even though some of the pitchers that they're bringing in aren't really those long-term pitchers that we're used to with the Phillies over the last few years. Of course, we had four aces on the Phillies at one point, but uh, the Phillies, uh, not much to say about them other than they had the third highest payroll last year, and uh, I don't know how you can categorize that as rebuilding even, so... You know, there's a lot of misinformation coming out of ownership. Uh, they don't want to put the blame on them, so <laughs> they're shifting well, the blame. Are you going to blame the fans? Well, they're shifting the blame to the players now. Um, so that's where we're at with the Phillies so far. But, Jimmy, 
wanted to let our listeners know that they can now support our show here. Uh, you can donate to the show by going to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash forward slash Phillies. And you'll get to our Patreon page there, which is listener supported for these creations such as this podcast. Just as low as $2 a month, you can become a patron of the show and enable us to bring you more great content. So, Jimmy, hopefully some of our longtime listeners will stop on over to our Patreon page. You can find the link over at the website at fightingphillies.com and uh, pop on in, buy us a cup of coffee if you like. <laughs> yeah, that should be nice. Uh, uh, try to explain to the the people that are our longtime friends that keep listening that uh, we uh, starting probably in three or four weeks we'll be back to every week. Uh, you know, uh, the winter time we only, we do it every other week. You know, to keep the people happy. But unless there's a major event or something, and uh, really, Rich, other than the Jimmy Rollins trade, there's no major events going on this year. Yeah, not too much. Um, they just had a a picture uh, in the social media about the equipment truck reaching Florida this morning. So that was encouraging to see uh, the whole semi arrive there in Florida with all the jerseys, everything you would need to start a, a baseball season down there from bubble gum to uh, sunflower seeds. Batting home with you. Yeah. yeah. So. And everything. They, uh, pitchers and catchers Thursday, so the 19th, yeah, um, that, that's just around the corner here, of course. Yeah, that's, that's less than a week away, Rich. And, you know, I know you've been counting down a day and so have I, and it's like, wow, it's finally coming. So, but, uh, and then um, I got, and then, uh, yeah, pitchers and catchers on the 19th, and then first workout for the full squad is Tuesday the 24th, which is a week from this coming Tuesday, Rich. So, uh, and the first exhibition game, well, Against against Tampa University is is the first of March, but the third it's a, I believe it's the third of March against the Yankees, and uh, that it's not that far away, Rich. No, it isn't. Yeah, it's just the third, yes. They're home with the Yankees, and then um, and if the Phillies have the tradition they do, they'll put that one. They'll have that on TV. They always put their first preseason game on TV, and uh, and then uh, on radio or TV, and then they show the weekend games, but. It's really, uh, you know, kind of can't wait. I mean, you know, uh, spring training's nice. You can't get excited about it because if they go 20 and 10 or 10 and 20, it, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. They're just trying to get in shape. But uh, I don't know. It, uh, Rich, I was thinking, I was doing some, some figuring and some research, and uh, the starting size doesn't look bad. I think if the Phillies bullpen can come around, I think they might not be too bad, but uh, if they go, if they win 80 games this year, or if they if they go 500 or better, I think I think Sandberg should get manager of the year. Yeah, well, yeah, 500 season anymore is a decent finish for the Phillies. It's a dream, yeah, I know. God, a few years ago, a 500 season was a disaster. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's going to be a few more, couple, few more years. It's going to be like it was in the late 90s. I just hope it's not as long as it was, you know. Uh, uh, it just uh, and oh eight, oh seven was a nice year, you know. They come back with the Mets had that big lead and, and then went to the playoffs, but they got swept by the Rockies. 
I think 08 was unexpected. I think 09 was expected, but I think 08 was totally unexpected. And uh, and and then of course 2010, we had Hamill. I mean, we had uh, Halliday. But I, I I think you could start seeing a chink in the armor, Rich. Uh, 2011 when they uh, got knocked out of the playoffs by the Cardinals when Ryan Howard got hurt and everything, and there was just chinks in the armor then, and. Uh, a little thing, you know, uh, the trade of Hunter Pence and Shane Victorino uh, was, I think, the first thing. And then, uh, you know, Ruben Amaro's been asked many a time why he traded them, and he says, "Well, I know, but I don't, I don't, I'm not at liberty to tell. Why not?" Well, he wants to hide it from the fact that it was his decision. <laughs> it was the worst decision yeah. for the team, probably. But I think that. Um, you know, I think the fans ought to say, "Well, we're not putting up with this." And you know, I mean, they were they were coming out in droves, and uh, you know, someone he, he was on TV the other day, Ruben Amaro was, and, and somebody said, "Well, Ruben, what if the fans get upset and don't come out?" He said, "Then we won't be able to play pay all these big name players." And uh, the guy said, "Well, you've got a big enough, you know, uh, payroll now. Can't you get rid of some of them?" And he says, "Well, he says we just need some parts. That's all." We don't need a whole team. Yeah, so you have that constant misinformation coming no, out like of... like a politician. Like a yeah. politician. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He well, vote for me, but I'll stick it to you, yeah. But, uh, no, he, he's doing a bad job on... Uh, I don't know why they, they don't... He gets a vote of coming. I, I think David Montgomery is losing his mind. I, I think that... Uh, okay, Ruben, you do this, this, and this, or you're fired, or... If we don't win 80 games, you're done. You know, you'll see some trades made real quick. So, well, that's the thing. It's the sort of like the old boy network, quote unquote, in Philadelphia ownership right now. As you said, uh, David Montgomery was out sick for six, seven months, eight months now. He came back to the team. He's in better health, apparently, from what they've been reporting. He named Pat Gillick the president of the club, so he can take on the day to day operations of the team but as you said Jim it's a it's a management team that needs needs to work on itself before they can help right. the Phillies well Pat Gillick I don't have a problem with but I have what I have a problem with is he gives Ruben Amaro a vote of confidence oh my goodness yeah now I was and I know you were upset about it we talked about that numerous times and uh I don't know Rich it's going to be you know you got a team that's very old and like like John Crook was quoted as saying last year, when you're old and, and you and you when you're old and you win uh, and you try to get younger, it's one thing. But when you're old and you lose, it's ugly. You know, yeah. and, uh, it's ugly over here this year. So it's just uh, will they finish last or will they not? Right? That's the thing you want to ask. Yeah, and everybody else in the NL East has improved themselves. Namely, uh, the Nationals have become a powerhouse. Um, the Marlins have done a great job in improving themselves in the offseason. In fact, they just got named as the all-star city for 2017. The game will be going down to Miami in 2017, Jimmy. So a lot of good things happening to some other teams, even the New York Mets are expected to possibly make the playoffs for 2015. Right, and uh, here we are. Still, wow, you know, uh, you know, and my wife, who who knows little about baseball, said, "Why bother if you're not if you're not going to win this year?" You know, 
uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, you, you go to spring training, and you know you're not going to contend. It's kind of tough, Rich. Yeah, it could make for a long season for the fans and the players. Well, but I think the fans, the fans yeah. ought to say, well, if you're going to do this, then we're going to come out only halfway. We're only going to come out, you know, 150, 160, no, 1.5 or 1.3, and uh, until you get us a better ball club. That'll give them the match. But then Ruben Amaro says, well, then we can't play the third. Oh, they can't. You, play no. the pl- you pay the players, the people come. They filled the stadium for 10 years. You, you get somebody in here that can play. I mean, see, Ruben Amaro, I think my opinion is, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just mm-hmm. think Ruben is stuck on the 08 team and the 09 and the 10 team, and he's trying to reward these guys for what they did. Okay, fine, Ruben, that's great. But it's, it, it's what, five, six years ago? seven years ago, you got to get rid of these guys. Yeah, exactly. They have to uh, upgrade uh, certain positions and, you know, let's face it, we were comfortable with the teams that the Phillies were fielding in 2010, 2011, but after the 2011 season is when this should have actually happened, not now that it's 2015. Uh, Time moves fast enough, let alone a team that's gotten as old as they have. Well, anyway, it, yeah, you got to get a you got to get a color TV set instead of a black and white nowadays, you know. So, <laughs> but what I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. We might, you know, I also thought something too. Maybe wouldn't it be funny if they made us the awards this year? Well, that's always a possibility. Yeah. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. the pitching staff. Say that the staff stays intact. If Cliff Lee has one more good year. Cole right. Hamels can crank up a good year. Dillingbury right. is capable of 15 wins. Haran can win double digits, and and Jerome Williams can win double digits. So there you go. If they can win 60 games amongst the five stars, and the bullpen can get 10 or 11 or or or, or whatever 20 wins, you know there you go. That's 81 wins. That's 500 season. That's uh, manager of the year material for Ryan Sandberg. Well, we'll have to see if that happens. Of course, last year I was optimistic like that and had egg all over my face. So, (laughs) of course, we'll let the listeners know uh, our win total picks in the upcoming shows right before the start of the season. That's probably about a month away, though, Jimmy. Uh, But I wanted to let our listeners know that they can find a lot of great content out at fightinphillies.com. It's the home for the podcast. You can link right to the podcast from there. You can download the show on iTunes, listen to us on Stitcher Radio, or stop over to the home for great baseball talk, and that's baseballtalkradio.com. You can find a whole lot of great baseball shows there, the Mets, the Brewers, uh, Marlins. We have some minor league teams uh, for both the Phillies, the Brooklyn Cyclones by the great Gary Mack. He does a show about them. Uh, all kinds of great baseball talk, even some foreign shows from Japan and Europe. So if you're a big baseball fan, pop over to BaseballTalkRadio.com. And, Jimmy, uh, before we wrap up the show this afternoon here, I've got one last story for the listeners. And I I was flabbergasted when I read this uh, over the last couple days. Steve Carlton um, selling one of his World Series rings. No, not the Phillies ring, but the ring that was presented to him by the Minnesota Twins for a 1987 win that the Twins had in the World Series. 
Wow. He's selling it? Yeah, they're auctioning it off. Um, not sure if he was the original owner of this. Uh, now it's being auctioned or not. Uh, of course, over the years, there's been several stories about Steve Carlton's uh, money situation. He made quite a bit of money for the time uh, way back when, 30 years ago with the Phillies, uh, when his career ended. But uh, a lot of his money was mismanaged by his agent. A lot of the money was lost, um, bad business investments, things like that. So uh, I'm not sure if this is just a money move for uh, Carlton or whether he had sold it a long time ago. But that ring is up for sale coming up in April, Jim. And, uh, hey, maybe one of our listeners might want to pick it up. Just go over to uh, SCP. I wonder what they call it, what they run, Rich. Well, that's interesting. Go over to SCP Auctions. That's Sam Charlie Paul Auctions, SCP.com. And you can uh, bid on that. They have a whole lot of uh, items on there for bidding. In fact, uh, Gene Tennis has a lot of stuff uh, being auctioned off there. Of course, I think he's already passed away. But... um, yeah, there's a lot of great auctions for old baseball memorabilia, and I'm sure it's probably going for a lot of money, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. So much more. Well, than we I don't spend. know. It's just that's sad, you know. Uh, you, you have an agent, and the guy. Uh, I don't know. That's so. I, sometimes I'm glad I'm poor. You know. Well, <laughs> I just, and I just looked up Gene Tennis. He is still alive. I apologize for saying that. He's 68 years old. He actually lives in Pennsylvania, or born in Pennsylvania, uh, Russellton, PA. Uh-huh. And, of course, he made his fame with the Oakland A's. He moved on to the uh, San Diego Padres. And Gene Tennis you know, having an auction there as well. Gene Tennis, yeah. You know what his his first name is? Mm, Gene? Fury. Fury? F-U-R-Y. That's his real name. Wow. Yep. Did not know that. Yep, that's his first. That's his his God given name, but he didn't like it, so he called himself Gene. It's probably Eugene is his middle name. Yeah, it's uh, interesting trivia there for our listeners. And uh, Jimmy, it was another great program here with Phillies Talk, and uh, lo- looking forward to doing our shows now that baseball will be underway by the next time we uh, of some yes, sort, Rich. even the training. Yes, Rich, I can't wait. We've been yep. counting the days down, and isn't it funny that the week of spring training we get all the snow? <laughs> yeah, it, it usually works out that way. We're seeing all these pictures of baseballs being shagged yeah. down, and you know, bubble gum and all out in the night yeah, sunshine, and we're yeah. we're inside yep. freezing. Sure. <laughs> all right, Rich, you take care. Have a good week, and I'll talk to you next time on the show. All right, Jimmy, you do the same. We'll talk to you next time on the next edition of Phillies Talk. It's the Phillies Talk Podcast.